But if you're actually celebrating the community that you're seeking diversity from or seeking inspiration from and celebrating that diversity, then the intent is that you're coming from a good place. Recently, Gucci released the Turban for Sale, retailing for $800 US through Nordstrom. 24 hours after the release, Nordstrom decided to stop carrying the product, stating, It was never our intent to disrespect this religious and cultural symbol. We sincerely apologize to anyone who may have been offended by this. The Sikh Coalition, a Sikh advocacy group, was one of the main reasons why Nordstrom felt the pressure from the Sikh community to take down this product. On this podcast, we have Sajid Kaur, the executive director of the Sikh Coalition. Why Gurji Ka Khalsa? So in the Sikh Coalition press release, it said the organization spent less than 10 hours responding to Nordstrom Gucci via social media. Did the team get together in the office and converse? And what were some of these conversations like? Thanks for um, taking the time to talk about this issue. Yes, of course, we spent a bit of time discussing the issue, and then we released our social media statement to share the perspective that the Sikh Coalition has on some of the challenges that Gucci and Nordstrom had raised by selling the The Star. And our statement was really about that. And the issue, just given um, some of the past challenges that Gucci has faced, was picked up very quickly by a bunch of media outlets. And that was, you know, the clarifying point that we made, that this was an oppressed statement that we had released. It was something that was picked up much more organically, um, just given some of the challenges that Gucci has faced um, as it relates to cultural appropriation in the past. Was there specific points that your team made that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of things, right? There's one, the beauty and the sovereignty of the star is very much something that as six, um, we hold fundamentally close to us. So when a company decides to commodify that, what does that actually mean about the sovereignty of the, the star? What does it actually mean um, about the importance of the, the star? Another really important point that was raised is that, you know, the turban isn't something that just six wear. There are other communities that wear it, but it is also important for us to know that it is religiously mandated in the Sikh community, right, by the Sikh faith. So what, what does that mean and what doesn't that mean? And another thing that came up quite a bit is, you know, when, especially in the current environment that we live in, um, in the United States, when the turban has become the target of hate, whether it's employment discrimination, hate crime, school bullying, and other things of that nature, what does it mean, good or bad, when a company decides to, again, use it as a fashion statement. You know, for us, the, the star, the turban is not a fashion accessory. Um, it's not something that can be taken on and off like a hat. So what do people start thinking about when it is seen as more of a fashion accessory that can be taken on and off as a hat? Does that create more challenges for us as a community? And I think the final thing that, you know, was also raised in conversation is the branding of the, the star as an organization that works on legal issues around employment accommodations, employment discrimination. One of the things that we stand very clearly on is that no corporate employer can brand the, the star. We have taken cases up on this in the past. And that means that, you know, you can't put like if you're working at Taco Bell or McDonald's, you wouldn't have a, a, the star with that logo printed and wear that. So what does that actually mean as far as branding goes when companies decide that they want to 
um, brand a turban? And what is, what implications does that have? So those were some of the conversations that we had. I think the biggest thing in this whole thing is the turban as a fashion statement, right? So like as a background, it's not the first time a turban's been in fashion, but it is the first time where it's presented in the runway, not by a Sikh. So there was a Kenneth Cole ad in 2008, Warsaw Walia for Gap in 2013. There's been many H&M ads. But the thing is, most of these models, they have trim beards. So is that a fashion statement or is that a sign of their Sikhi? So I, I, I don't know about the beards and I, I won't comment about that, but I, I think there is a difference when you have someone that is a stick representing, and it wasn't that the turban, Gap was not selling the turban, Kenneth Cole wasn't selling the turban, they were simply using a model to represent their brand who was a stick and happened to wear the star. That's right. And that's different than Gucci or any other company designing a turban and then putting it on a model that isn't sick or doesn't generally wear the turban for whatever reason that they may, um, and then selling it, right? So that's very different. Right now, the argument could be, well, what if Gucci decided that they wanted, like they had models wearing turbans last year on the runway, very similar to the ones that they started selling earlier this year. What if they instead just had models wearing their clothes that were sick's? And that would then be a diversification of their campaign, of their external look, right? It's like having someone that is of a different race or ethnicity. If there was a a Muslim woman wearing a hijab walking down the runway, that's different than selling the hijab. I think talking to people about it, I think it comes down to is where do we say that the star is a fashion symbol? Where do we draw the line? Because, for example, Jagmeet Singh, he wears a pink tamala which is historically known as the warrior thing, how do we signify where the line is drawn for a fashion statement? Yeah, and I think these are tough questions, and I think there is a lot of diversity of opinions, and I think it's important to talk about those um, opinions across the board. Um, I think the issue still remains is it's, it's who is doing it, what's the intent, And what are the long-term ramifications of that? And those are the questions as a community that we should be thinking about and discussing more openly and transparently, which is why we had released that statement to kind of give a little bit more context and rationale as to, you know, where we stood as an organization and, you know, where we think some of the challenges can exist. So something that we saw recently is that having beards kind of became popular in America. I think in the same way, it became easier for Sikhs having long beards to be kind of normalized in their communities. If the normal community were to wear turbans, would people start thinking about it more? That's a great question. I think that as a Sikh and when I I look at other Sikhs around me, especially those that do wear the star, have a beard, my, my nieces and nephews with their long hair, I think it's important for us not to rely on any other community as to what's fashionable and what's not. It's important for us to own our own identity and to understand the importance of why we individually and as a community hold that identity true to ourselves and dear to ourselves. That being said, uh, yeah, there's all these arguments that could be made. Well, if this becomes um, fashionable or popular, um, what does that mean for this the community? What I would actually argue is that we need to see more six people that look the way that is often feared 
in positive roles, whether it's model campaigns, whether it's um, being on the evening news talking about medical issues that are prevalent in America, whatever it may be, right? But just being out there and representing the community in a strong light with our identity intact, that will go much further than us waiting for other people to want to accept the identity for themselves. Because again, that's a fashion statement. It's going to come one day, it's going to go another day. I think having our presence out there in positive roles is more important, more and more important. So again, going back to the thing that you had raised about the Kenneth Cole and Gap ads, for us as a community, what if we had more six doing things like that? What if we had more six on the evening news as reporters? You know, we had musicians that are playing for large audiences and at concerts, right? Like thinking about those things. Um, again, this may not be the opinion of everyone, but I would really encourage us to not rely on whether or not other folks deem us fashionable or in um, because trends fade. I would encourage us to own our identity and find ways to have a positive influence in whatever spaces we live in. What are some of the conversations that you've had in the days after you guys have posted? Has there been a difference between the older generation and the younger generation? Have you seen a difference? I think the conversations were all over the map, but I think, again, going back to what I said earlier as to, you know, even internally what we had discussed, a lot of the points that people were raising were on different spectrums of those um, four or five points that I raised earlier. Um, I think it's very hard. I don't have a large enough sample size to be like, you know, in this generation, the trend was this way. and In that generation, the trend is that way. I think people just come at this issue with very different perspectives and different life experiences. So if there's a injustice case about the turban or Indians with the turbans, how does the Sea Coalition go about helping them? The Sikh Coalition um, receives about 200 plus um, requests for legal assistance each year. And these requests are coming from individuals or communities where it may be hate crime related, employment discrimination, school bullying, garbon accommodation, racial profiling, issues like that. And those are cases, um, generally, if we have the scope, we will take those on um, and then there are other intakes or requests that we receive that are outside of our scope of expertise, whether it be immigration or family law or something like that, and we'll refer those cases out. So generally speaking, we are receiving those requests from the Sangha directly in the United States. And um, we encourage community members to definitely reach out if they have any questions um, or concerns, because we would like to be able to provide a little bit more direction, even if we can't take that case on, as to what your options may be as to how to resolve that. And then resolution, again, will always depend on the case. Sometimes it's as And I say this in quotes, simple as writing a letter. And sometimes, you know, it takes multiple years of conversations with opposing counsel, settlements, potentially even a lawsuit to get to a resolution that's favorable. So do you have any closing messages on the Indie Turban discussions? You know, we can all have differing opinions about what are ways that we can 
raise the sick profile. I think the importance is for us to have these ongoing conversations, be open to hearing from others, and also think about the long-term ramifications um, that you know our positions may have in general. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you know if we all really own and celebrate our identity and our community as a whole, I think we'll be in a better place at the end. Thank you.